Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Special. Hello. Hey, Derek. What's up? Not much, man. I'm just. It's been a. It's been a, a nice vacation Christmas week. Well, not really vacation. I worked between Christmas and New Year's, but uh, it's. Uh, we're rolling into the new year. We've, happy New Year! Yes, Happy New Year. It is the New Year. Hmm. So we've lost all the nice Christmas snow, unfortunately, in southern Ontario. <laughs> Hoping for it to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Raining over New Year's. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Gonna have to mow my lawn next week, I think. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Sign of the times. Yeah. I hope you had a good holiday season anyway. It was fantastic. Yeah, we so like I said last week, it was nice that we got together over Christmas with family. And uh so you went camping, but my camping I cancelled. <gasps> I know. But it was it was all good. It was just going to rain, right? So we decided that. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of people made you the same ha- decision. You have a motor home. I know, and we Who didn't cares if it rains. Well, see, well, well, no, we we didn't want to be trapped inside, and it's like we thought, oh, do we have enough board games? Do we have enough this? Do we have that? And it's like well, we can do this here. We don't have to go to the trouble. We can stay with with me all day. Is Derek Spech, the guy that melts <laughs> when rain hits? Um, no, it's just it's just we decided that we wanted to. Uh, if we we had one, decided, hey, comfort at home. We're going to be stuck in the rain anyways. We went for walks in the rain at home, but uh, Valens Lake doesn't have a lot of trails. And to get to any of the local, the Hamilton has a lot of hiking trails and waterfalls and stuff like that. But uh, we just didn't feel like kind of discovering new trails in the rain. Is there's predicted a lot of rain down Hamilton area? It wasn't as bad as people thought. No, of course not. Never is. Never is. Never is. That's why we go anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you ready for twenty twenty three? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any big plans? Any? Did you make any resolutions? Uh, no, no. I, I made one resolution. I never do. I had made I'm, a resolution not to have a resolution. I'm going to be the same SOB that I am every year. <laughs> Everybody will be happy. That's right. No changes here. <laughs> New year, old me. No, I mean, I am going to, there's, I have to climb out of this COVID hole. Like I've, I've uh, lost some muscle tone, so I want to get that back. I'm, I'm going to start doing more and so I'm getting back together with the boys to do hike the. Muscle tone? Muscle tone. Where? I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, the thing is, is over uh, over COVID, I didn't gain any weight at all, mm-hmm. but uh, it just shifted. <laughs> <laughs> is that your big butt sitting on over there? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I got to get some muscle tone back. And the boys are encouraging me to get out. Um, they want to do some of the 4,000 footers. So, down in the White Mountains and stuff and, and do some some peak bagging and stuff like that so they're uh, they're trying to get me to go in january it's like man it's like I, in I, january well yeah that's when you go no that's that, when you go <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's where i would go if if i was more fit but i just thinking man cold exercise and cold temperatures it's a it's a key component for uh having a heart attack so key component for derek so not said, having fun. I'll, I'll join you guys in march <laughs> January, February. <laughs> when are they going in March? Uh, well, they're they're gonna they're picking uh, several weekends each month, going right through to March. But I'm not joining mm. them in January, February. No, that's still it doesn't give you much time to get fit as a adult. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know what though? Like 
they could just roll you back down. They could, yeah, or just bury me in rocks and send a helicopter up afterwards. They don't do that as much as they used to these days. (laughs) Make yourself a nice cairn up on the side of a mountain. Oh, there. Let's go visit Derek on this. this, (laughs) Well, we bagged that 4,000-foot peak. We'll we'll make a little tour down that wrong turn Derek made and visit him. (laughs) His cairn. Put another stone on it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ah, you guys enjoyed doing that, though. You guys, you yeah. guys had a blast when you mm-hmm. guys used to go. Yeah. And, uh, like, the last time we went, I remember it was super cold, and it was, like, minus 30 or something. And it's like, I don't know if this is what I thought I wanted or thought I was going to get out of it. I don't mind at 10, minus 10, minus 15 Celsius, but uh, minus 30 was a... Uh, <laughs> You should have done it last weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, Pete Peter Romain is down there right now. He's uh, he, did he, he go? sent some pictures and he's uh, he was uh, on a mountain peak today. Oh, he okay. sent a video back to us. Awesome. So he's down there right now, but he's always fit. He's always out running, jogging, and doing stuff. He's 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 a crazy crazy guy. So he uh, he's he sent some videos and photos, and he's having a great time. There's a little bit of snow, not as much as you expect in the mountains down there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, not for me, man. <laughs> not for me. Well, see, yeah, it's uh, a couple of years ago I was all gung-ho for it, but uh, now I'm worried about having a heart attack or something. I've gotten too lazy. You're afraid of getting old. No, I'm, and I have to uh, get back into shape so I can avoid get, being old. So I don't want to feel old, and I start to feel old, so i got to get no. more exercise under my belt. Uh-oh. <laughs> more trips. Do you know when tripping starts? In the spring when all the bugs are out. <laughs> I love the early, early season tripping, like early May and stuff, like first ice out. You get out there and you, like it was, I remember one year we did white, white partridge. So you, Mark, Mike Burns. Um, I've never been on the white partridge one. Is well, that with the horses? It? Yeah. Yeah. I never, that wasn't I never, you? No. And the, the year we were going to go, they didn't do it. Oh. So it was great. We got out there. Um, uh, so we... Dixon, Little Dixon and stuff. Like, I remember being out in the middle of, like, early, early season, and the flies were hatching, but they weren't biting it. They were just, and you could hear this constant heavy buzz in the air. And mm-hmm. you look across the lake, and, and with the wind, they were, like, the flies were, like, floating in waves, like a just solid blanket across the lake, about four feet off the water. So you were kind of, they were kind of dipping down, and your head was going into the flies and coming out of the flies. But they were just bumping into you. They weren't Did biting you open it. in your mouth. <laughs> no, Get they, a free they went right in if you open your mouth. <laughs> and it was uh, so we went up on a Saturday, came back on a Saturday, and by the next, by the Friday, Saturday when we left, that's when they started biting. And it's like, woo, here we go, time to go. See all that swatting that you're doing. It's exercise. It's exercise for your arms, buddy. <laughs> you're getting those arms muscles built yeah, up. Yeah. You know wafting them away you're <laughs> waving your hand you're getting the yeah. arm muscles the hand muscles the wrist yeah. muscles all all fixed up you know and you're bending back and yeah, forth yeah. up and down <laughs> you know like yeah you're getting all these workouts and that you're just missing those mm-hmm. core workouts i know, I know right <laughs> yeah you got to be in the bush to get fit in the bush yes right and you're not going there so you're you're going to be a roly-poly yeah guy I, going up the i mountains. know i gotta get out in the bush more gotta get out there more and, and But I've never been an early season paddler unless it's really early. Like, I don't go camping in June. Oh, I do. It's, yeah, uh, I have no problems doing that. Yeah, I'm, it's not my thing. I, I'm too distracted by the it's flies to enjoy thing. it. It's nobody's 
<laughs> Nobody enjoys the bugs, but, you know, we just enjoy being out there. So yeah. we put up with the bugs. Yeah. I, there's a few times that I have gone and like at the end of the trip, you come back and like your watch is melting from, you use so much DEET. You don't have, we don't have access to DEET like we used to, but man, your my watch would be melting off my arm. My mm-hmm. clothes would be stained with the DEET. And it's like, you can, you, you, it's coming out of your pores. You have so much DEET on you. It's like, hey, am I sweating DEET? Like there's a certain percentage in your blood. Scratch your eye and then you forget you had it on your hands. I think I'm 5% DEET. Yeah. (laughs) Good old days. Those are the good old days of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Remember the time. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when you used to be able to get 100% DEET? I actually still have. I seen your bottle. That little bottle of Musco. But you just can't get it anymore. I'm I'm waiting to see how long it takes for that bottle to actually disintegrate. <laughs> Work its That's way been the from plastic. the eighties, so yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's thinner than it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, um, do you have any I don't plans? really have what any plans? big. Bl- well, like I mentioned, there's that September tomogamy trip. Oh, yes. That's going to be a battle. Yes, yes. Uh, the, that has the, yet to come. The but wedding I'm, versus uh, yeah tomogamy. Yeah. But usually, I'm contemplating taking. One of my weeks that I take off usually. Mm-hmm. So adding those days to different weekends to make like a bunch of four day weekends. Oh. Instead of just a. That's a good long idea. Week, we should right? plan something together. Why? What? You want <laughs> I to see you? enough on Tuesdays, <laughs> don't I? <laughs> but it'd be nice to get out of the basement. Right? Yeah. <laughs> get this chain off. <laughs> Yeah, no, go out and uh, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm thinking of just doing a whole bunch of like three, four day weekends. Yes. Yeah. Get a yeah. bunch of them. And what I like to do, this is, this is my preference, is uh, I don't want to book anything. I want to, it, it, like, it is leading up to the weekend to say, okay, who's canceled what? What campsites are open? And get into the backcountry somewheres, mm-hmm. right? Find some crown land somewheres that is not well known, so it's not crowded. Get away from the people. Get away from the crowds. Hit some water. Eat some flies. I say we go pitch a tent on Kevin Callan's front yard. <laughs> it is an old canoe route. Right? Yeah. Right We're just on an old canoe route. Yeah. yeah. Just so happens that your yard's on it. <laughs> so is that, wouldn't that technically be crown land? <laughs> Back in the day it was. He's the king of camping and the king yeah. of canoeing, isn't he? <laughs> so uh, it's crown yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up in the morning and is like, there's a tent on my lawn. So call the cops, pal. <laughs> I was thrown off. Oh, my God. Kevin called cops on us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bad-mouthing Kevin forever after that one. We do need to plan a trip up to the new Canoe Museum. It's supposed to open l- early, late summer. Summer, yeah. This June, year? July? This summer. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so we're we, getting up. We're going up. Yeah, we got to get up yeah. and uh, maybe we can uh, talk to Christine Hislip and mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, get up there and Carolyn. K- Carolyn Hislip, yeah. yes. I was thinking of Christine Redmond and I mixed up the two. See, see, we just can't. This is why we can't have nice things. We <laughs> 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 go, Derek. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I haven't made any big plans yet this year. Um, I might just wing it with a whole bunch of short, yeah, weekend trips. And you know, stuff. I like that. I it's it, I have a fun time doing that. Just like a two nighter, three nighter, and and like a st- extended go on every weekend. other weekend or every yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where are you going this weekend? 
I'm not telling. Because you'll show up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it is kind of nice to be able to break it up instead of having one big trip. Big trips are nice. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like, spread out the uh, the calm and relaxation over the summer, it's like, hey, instead of instead of one big two-week trip, it's like, hey, I just, I'm, I'm having two weekends a month camping. And closer, too. I mean, nothing yeah. says you have to go three hours. Yeah, exactly. Right? right? So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I did go to Mew Lake winter camping. Yes. Supposed winter camping. There was snow when I started. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, you know, winter in Canada, when you say that, you're thinking dog sleds, igloos, not like it was. polar bears, beavers under the ice, yeah, yeah. you know, all that ice skating, hockey. Yeah. That's Canada, right? Big snow blowers, mm-hmm. snow drifts, way beyond the top of your head. It's, it's just not like what it was anymore. No way. Uh, plus seven degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. <laughs> so yeah, we went up for five days to Mew Lake and Algonquin Park for, for New Year's there. Uh, weather forecast called for mild temps and rain, which, okay, whatever. We were in the hot tent. When it comes to the hot tent, like uh, I've seen a lot of people, they throw tarps over their hot tents, mm-hmm. the canvas tents. Yeah, Ours is kind of wonky that the... You couldn't do a tarp. We really couldn't. We could do one, but it'd only be like half the tent. Mm-hmm. And it would, I'd have to make something special. You guys have because a circus tent anyways. It's like the yeah. big top. It's oh, yeah. Huge. We saw another one. Yes. Yeah. Tracy was telling me yeah. it was like about three foot walls instead of four. Yeah. Four his, yeah. Yeah. His was a bit smaller than, than ours was. Shorter. Like lower. Uh, yeah. Lower yeah. and one panel separate lower. Because ours was seven, is 17, 20. Here's a 12 by 18 or 12, 12, 12, 12 by 17. Yeah. And theirs was um, like 10 by, okay. I don't know, like 14 or something, mm-hmm. 15, something like that. But same design. Same design, just shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were talking, I'm like, we've never seen an ATUC before mm-hmm. other than ours, yeah. like the Cree. Yeah. And he says, same deal. Yours is the first one I've seen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the the weather forecast was for mild temps and rain. So a lot of people actually canceled the reservations. Okay, yeah, yeah. So when people are, you know, and that becomes a problem, you know, people are always like, oh, I, I need a spot. I can't get a spot. I can't go up because everybody reserved. Then all of a sudden, you know, on the f- winter camping groups on Facebook and stuff, and it says, hey, we're canceling our reservation. So if anybody wants it, mm-hmm. we'll transfer it to you for to get the money back, basically, yeah. right? Because this close to the day, you only you lose like twenty percent of you it. You lose a large like percentage unless so, you can transfer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with everybody canceling, it was easy just to yeah pick up a spot. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know what? We figured. You know what? We're going up. Day one was no rain. Day two, maybe some rain. Uh, day three was supposed to be rain. Day four, they were talking snow. Day five, we were we were coming out and it was supposed to be sunny. It was all over the board. It changed as we went too, yeah. right? And some people actually left earlier, mm-hmm. like they left the Friday sort of thing or the Thursday to avoid all the rain. Mm-hmm. So they were up there. They were supposed to be there for the weekend, but no, they all left early because they didn't want to pack up in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ice rink that they usually have at the warming oh. tent. Was it open? It was an Olympic size swimming pool. Yeah, <laughs> it was open for a couple of days. Like yeah. they got, they've only had like two days of skating on it. Mm-hmm. 
it was, I guess, by the sounds of it, it was ready. They skated on it for two days. They closed it <laughs> because it just melted. It was a yeah. giant. Pool. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the warming tent itself, rumor has it, is moving. Oh, to where? The other end of the parking lot. So what's that, like 50 feet, 100 mm-hmm. feet, whatever. So towards the airfield? Yes. Okay. But they're not, they're taking the the warming tent away and the, but closer to the parking lot by the airfield. Apparently they're taking the old cabin from the menacing trail. Oh. And putting it over there. And the, the, they, they, they don't have the big pile of wood. Um, style, style fire anymore. They've mm-hmm. got a big round metal. I saw that. It was, it was, you it's saw a the nice fire pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice really nice. Pit. We were joking all weekend who's stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's all going to be, and I think that's just to put some distance away from the campers at night. Okay. Right? Yeah. So maybe there are, must have been some disruptions or something. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too much hooting and hollering. Yeah. So Thursday we headed up. And when nice weather, traffic was good because, you know, everybody was back to work. Yeah. And we got up, set up. And, of course, you know, you're almost set up and people start noticing you're there. And then the setup takes just that much longer because everybody <laughs> wants to chit-chat. And that's fine. Um, wandered around, saw who was there, who wasn't there, did some chatting, stuff like that. And, uh, told Tracy, oh, I'm just going for a pee. Hour and a half later, she comes <laughs> looking for me. I'm over at the warming tent having a, like the fire, having a chit chat with a few people because I forgot my phone. So she keeps sending that's me a messages. Long you don't have to come back, but where are you? <laughs> Bing, right beside her. Well, his phone's here, but he's not. Uh, Friday, we went into Whitney for some, for some firewood. His wood is not as, was a bit damper than normal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's still a heck of a lot drier than the park. Yes, but maybe he's selling but, enough volume that he's having trouble keeping up with the dry wood or something. That's what know. I'm thinking. And and plus, it was damp, really damp this weekend. So yeah, uh, we went to the visitor center. Not many people there at all, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, because usually you're trying to do the exhibits and you got 50 people behind you trying to urge you through. Yeah, exactly. It's it's distracting, but yeah, yeah. It's it's nice when you can be there at the visitor center. Like we we try to go through it every time we're there, and but it's it's distracting to get it into the like when you're in the upper levels when you have some of the videos going and you know the weird creepy guy with a video on his face. That's what everybody's the logger, right? Yeah, the French logger. Yeah, guy. He's, he's very creepy. They got a mannequin and they project <laughs> a, a face on face him. on him, <laughs> and he talks. And you hear him talking, describing yeah. what it was like to be a logger <laughs> back in the 1800s. Yeah. But it is creepy. <laughs> creepy as all get out. It's like, uh. <laughs> I'm in my, my mid-50s and it still creeps me out. <laughs> but it's hard. To, I still listen to him, but it's 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 harder when there's like crowds of people trying to get past you. Yeah. And, and Just like, don't look at him. <laughs> Close your eyes. Listen with your eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's always people trying to push past. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. But yeah, there was nobody there that was, you know, pushing past. People, mm-hmm. A couple of people walked by and stuff. And But you could see everything and watch the movies without um, being bothered or yeah. somebody yes. else, yeah. you know, going, okay, you're sitting through this the second time. <laughs> We're all waiting. Yes, uh, I know, right? right? Yeah. 
I want to push the button. I want to listen to it myself. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been able to do that since the kids were small. So it was nice just to get the chance to go through there. And there's a couple things that you notice. Oh, that really, I'm pretty sure you get a heck of a lot more than 250,000 people going through the park in a year nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of stuff. And a couple other little things too. But yeah, it was great. They had a movie in the theater because they had that big uh, theater there where you can go and watch movies, right? I've only been there a few times where the video was running, like uh, maybe twice because I'm usually there at off hours or weird times. Okay. Right? and Or during the week because they don't r- usually run the theater during the week. So it's nice when you're there and it's like, <gasps> hey, the theaters are operating. Yeah. Well, they had a movie there called Images of Algonquin. Okay. I think it was only like 12 minutes. So we went in and there was three other groups there. And, of course, it's deathly quiet, right? Yeah. No one wants to make because it echoes. Oh. And you, no one wants to talk or anything because everybody's going to hear. Just the acoustics in there. Did you fart? Oh, I was so <laughs> tempted. Just. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? THX surround sound. <laughs> but so the movie starts. Everybody, shh, movie starting. It's called Images of Algonquin. And there's a loon. And there's a beaver, and there's some scenery, and there's somebody paddling, and there's no sound. Oh. Images. It's just, so I'm like, oh. there's no audio. Yeah. So Tracy's like, is there no sound? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, no, images. Then there's a volcano, and that threw me. A volcano? Because <laughs> I've been paddling through Algonquin Park for more than 30 years, and I've never seen a volcano. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's just not right. I'm going to go ask. <laughs> <laughs> so I got up, and I walked out there. I'm going, the movie, Images of Algonquin. Yes. Is there supposed to be Sounds of Algonquin with it? <laughs> is there no sound no oh, the one time I, did, I did you ask about the volcano because yeah, that's what I said I said because I've been paddling here forever and I've never seen a volcano that <laughs> threw me so I'm thinking there's a story missing <laughs> so, someone came in they returned everything restarted it flipped yeah. a couple of switches and then yes there was sound <laughs> there was there was a dude talking there was music <laughs> but Millions of years ago, the volcano, Algonquin did not look like it did today. Oh. Volcano and then a glacier. Contact. And... Context is key. Isn't it? <laughs> because I'd be spending the next hundred years of my life looking for that volcano. Where is that volcano? It's got to be on the east side. It's got to be on the east side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just not right. <laughs> I never let me text some of my friends. <laughs> Question: Have you ever seen a volcano in Algonquin Park? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the have location. Have you guys like just not told me about this? <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> and what about the giant glacier? <laughs> yes. I suppose you're hiding that too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, they fixed that. We saw it was a decent movie. Yeah. It showed you bits and things of Algonquin, explained a few things and and whatnot, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice not to be watching one of those movies with a hundred screaming kids. Ah, uh, yes, I don't exactly. Mommy, look at that! Yeah. I want a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then we went back to camp for dinner and some warming time around the 
fire mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of thing and ch- chat with people and met met a lot of people that we know we've met before some few people that we haven't met okay i met seven people that listen to the show that I've never met before. Okay, so you know their names, but you never met them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never met them, or I didn't even know. And I've never, even know don't names. even know their names. Okay. And they just, hey, we listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we enjoy your podcast. Uh, Saturday was the rain day. Okay. A lot of rain? Like, how kind of rainy it was it? We sat in the tent and relaxed. Read I books. read a book. That sounds nice. Uh, Tracy knitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not go for a half hour pee and not return. <laughs> <laughs> so how is the waterproofness of the tent? If you just let it go, mm-hmm. eventually that water's coming through. Okay. But we sat in that tent and we kept it warm enough. To burn off some of the moisture. That the moisture on the, yep. wasn't coming all the way through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when the, the, the stove just skyrockets into the danger zone. Yeah. Uh, you go outside and you actually see some steam coming. <laughs> uh, you know, you know when the the stovepipe starts glowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's heating. Yeah, the, the inside of it. But it was enough. That we kept it at a temperature that it was enough to keep the dampness out of the okay, air. Okay, got it. Right. Uh, I've realized that if I set the damper on the pipe a certain angle and throw a ton of wood into the stove. And I keep the door open about an inch. Yeah. It goes up to 200 yeah. and sits there. Oh, okay. It's like perfect. Um, yeah. Get one of those little fans, the heat no, powered fans. No, but we were talking, um, was it, yeah, I think it was one of the guys we were, we were chit-chatting. I can't remember who, I think it was Paul Virgin that we were talking to. Talking about putting a fan on the center pole Facing it down. So at nights, all that hot air that, that rises. Loca- that, yeah. Blow it back. To, but the only problem with that is when the fire goes out. It's blowing cold air. And then that hot <laughs> air dissipates. Yeah. Turns to chilled air. <laughs> then you're just blowing cold air on yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> but I mean, it was only going down to minus two. I think yeah. it, it felt like minus four one night. Mm-hmm. Big whoop Most of the times it was one zero. So you just let the fire go, and then you, f- you wake up, it's a bit chilly, and if it was damp, I threw more wood onto it. Yeah. Right? Just to keep some of the dampness, because that's what was getting you, was the Humidity, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Saturday, we sat in the tent, relaxed. We we did have a little bit of a flood at the front door. Oh, okay. So, but that was it. We scooped some of the water out. Then we got a whole bunch of snow that was still at a, in the snowbank and filled your floor with the melted holes. <laughs> well, well, we put it in the water. It yeah. sucked up the water and then we just scooped up the wet snow and threw it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we just finally, when it got low enough, we just put snow there yeah. and it would soak up any of the water. But as day went on and, the, and in the evening when the rain stopped, the water started seeping into the ground. Oh, and what, yeah. If you are in this type of environment where the snow melts and everything gets really warm, check your tent pegs. Oh, were they releasing? Because they were, because when you put them in at the angle in the ice. They bend. Right? No, they're fine. But then when everything melts and the ground, they they start pulling up. Yeah. 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 They start pulling forward Mm -hmm. and everything starts saying, there was a couple of them I had to do at least four times. (laughs) 
Because they just kept yeah. pulling up and... Sacrifice a couple logs or something or find some rocks. Yeah, and uh, just got that all done. But yeah, we had to keep an eyeball on that. Uh, tent, like I say, tent was great in the rain. We weren't sure what was going to happen. Because we there was one seam we had to reseal when we first got it because there was a couple drops coming through. Mm-hmm. But I got some seam sealer boom, and have not had an issue oh, good. with any leaks in that mm-hmm. tent ever since. Uh, went through a lot of wood, however, keeping the dampness out of the air. You're only throwing one big log on at a time yeah, sort of thing. But but throughout the day. Throughout the day, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're zipping through it. A um, couple of friends stopped by for dinner. They were going to come up, but they had some change of plans. And so they wanted to come up for the day. So they came up, got a hotel at... Uh, Huntsville. Huntsville. Came in, did a couple of things, visitor center, logging museum trail, that sort of thing during the day. And they came over to our tent in the evening and like dinner time, they brought their own stuff and made, use our hot stove for, yeah. they, they made themselves some dinner. We had our dinner and mm-hmm. chit chatter for a few hours and whatnot. And cool. Yeah, and then they headed, headed back home. Uh, rain stopped and we headed to the, just in time for us to head over the warming fire. Yeah. <laughs> Chat with a ton of people again, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so it was Saturday, New Year's. Saturday was Saturday New Year's was New, yeah Sunday New was New Year's, New Year's Day yeah so sa- uh, Saturday night yeah we all sat there and Happy New Year okay see you guys tomorrow <laughs> that time by by twelve twenty there was nobody left at the fire everybody was back at the you know because it was still pretty damp yeah, there yeah. but no we had a good time chit chatting about so much uh, Sunday. Um, a lot of people packed up and headed out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh yeah, we're going to stay till Monday. And But there was a lot of people that headed out. Mm-hmm. Even there was a lot of people that knew the rain was coming, uh, I guess they, and booked it. Early, yeah. Yeah, early. Even for New Year's. But then even Sunday, like, okay, we stay for New Year's and now there's, everything's so wet, we're, we're packing up. And yeah. Know. Some of the people, yeah, you, you, their entire tent on the inside was a, a lake. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, so it's like yeah, pack up and head on home. And I've had that before, and that's like, man, it must have been about four, maybe five years ago. We we set the tent up. We we're to the west of the ice rink, and it we we tarped out the whole area because we knew it was going to be slightly warm. But man, it was uh, anywhere around the stove. We had to end up putting logs under yep. the stove to prop it up. And at one point, we had about six inches of water by the door. See, we were lucky this year. Like we got that, we bought a brand new, big, heavy duty tarp. Yeah, that's bigger than our tent. Mm-hmm. We put that down. We put the ten by ten wood floor down. Yeah, we set up the tent, stake it all out, and that sort of stuff. But we pull the tarp in. So it's all inside the tent. Yes. So any water that's leaking should go under the underneath, tent or yeah. underneath the uh, the tarp. Yeah. Right? At the front, we noticed it was going onto the tarp a bit, the water. We caught it early enough, though, so that we lifted the edge of the tarp, put a couple pieces, sacrificed a couple pieces of firewood yeah. mm-hmm. to keep that folded up, and then all the water went under the tarp. I think when we f- took everything down, pulled up the wood floor at the end of the trip, we had maybe a cup and a half, two cups of water mm-hmm. through that whole tarp. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah, that, we were uh, not like last time where we had an old tarp. 
Oh. And all the water leaked through between, so it was stuck between the so tarp and wood. So you walked on the boards, it was squirted up between. And it was squirted, yeah, you'd, you'd take a step from one board to the next, <laughs> and all the water would just, whoosh, like a fountain, <laughs> right up into your crotch. That was awesome, I must say. <laughs> Family day weekend, and you're just soaked yeah, to yeah. the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I'm going outside now just to let that freeze, you know? Yeah, so we didn't have that issue this time. We're, yeah. we're getting better with all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> um, we didn't bring the dog. Oh, no? No, no. We figured, you know what? It's going to be all rainy. Yeah. So we'll just leave Athena here. Yeah. She's five months old now, but we'll leave her here. And she can stay dry and not all wet, yeah. muddy, you know, because we had visions of everything. Yeah. Same here. It was it was like that here, and then Ariana was letting her out, and she won't come in. She's just she's laying. It. She's laying in the middle of the lawn, chewing on her stick. It's raining, rolling in the mud. <laughs> That's like, a good canoe oh, dog. Oh man, <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so it would have really not made a difference if we left her here or brought her with us. But I have come to realize, doesn't matter who you are. Where's your dog? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> Who cares about you? Where's your dog? Yeah, what about your dog? Yeah. I'm here to see your dog. You're a chopped liver if you own a puppy. <laughs> yeah. If you own a puppy, no one's seen it. I want to see the it. new dog. You are not worth <laughs> the dog's backyard. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of people asking us. We're, we're going to take her up. Um, hopefully it's colder, but yeah, we're going to take her up on uh, Family Day weekend and okay. for a few days. We're mm-hmm. up there about four days, I think. But yeah, she's going to love it there. Just absolutely. Even when we're walking here, like that nose just goes nonstop. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and loves being outside in the the cold, the wet, the Did dry. anybody else have any pets there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's people with huskies and- So it would have been a good socializing weekend for- Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Well, dog. that's why we say, well, we'll bring her again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Ken and Carol Lunny? I've heard the name, but you I don't- You recognize know. them to see them. They got two big huskies. Two big huskies. Okay. Yeah. And the one is such a drama queen. Oh, yeah. Sees you coming if you're not petting her. Is like walking around just the. <laughs> show me attention. Like, show me attention. Woe is me. Nobody <laughs> loves me. Pet me. It's like, oh my God. Great looking dogs, though. Really, yeah. really good. They're the ones that I walked back to the tent and my pants were just covered. It's covered with, in hair. Yeah, with gray, gray, gray husky hair. Yeah. One's red and one's gray. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so that was Saturday was, you know, we did the, like I said, we did the Happy mm-hmm. New Year. There was supposed to be no rain on the, the Sunday, so we woke up thinking, okie dokie. Like I say, a lot of people already packed up, so they drove by or we saw them, went by and, hey, see you next time. Turned out to be a really nice day. Okay. We headed to Whitney and grabbed another load of firewood, just because we like to bring it home just to make sure that we've got some... Yeah, at least to start our stove when we when we head back up. Um, but we went th- we went to Whitney to get some bit of wood for for the day and the next night. Um, we went to the logging. Oh, now the museum, museum it says open closed. Yeah, are you open or are you closed? <laughs> well, the trail is open. The museum's yes. closed. The exhibits are closed. Yeah. You can't get into the buildings. If you want to take little kids anywhere to go feed the chickadees and the nuthatches. Oh, that's the place to go. That is the place to go. <laughs> and I will tell you, leave the bird seed at home, bring sunflower seeds. Yeah. That's all they're touching. Hmm. 
we got some bird seed here, and you look at it when you look close. A lot of it's just filler crack stuff, crack corn and stuff yeah. like that. They'll land on your hand, and they'll pick the two or three sunflower <laughs> seeds, and then they won't visit again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks for sunflower seeds. You may go now, right? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got it. We're going to bring ourselves a little bag of sunflower seeds next time, mm-hmm. and, unsalted, and, and do yeah, yeah, just plain regular yeah. um, sunflower seeds next time. Uh, yeah, so we did that, and then we went over. Where did we go? Oh, we walked uh, to uh, Provoking Falls. Okay, how was right? that? Good, nice. They fixed the, the the leaning tilted bridge. I'm trying to think. Last time I saw it, was it leaning and tilted? Well, it was in. Halloween, and I yeah. believe in Family Day so last fixed. year. Apparently, Martin Van Opstel was saying that they just put a couple of um, rocks. No, it's a, you put it under your car. You oh, jacks, jacks jack stands. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of jack stands under there to do that. <laughs> and he was looking. At, I never saw it. I figured, oh, they fixed the whole thing, so mm-hmm. I didn't look. He goes, I took a peek, and yeah, there's some jacks under there. <laughs> it's a temporary mm. fix at best. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully come fall or come summer, they're going to fix that properly. Yeah. Because at some point, those are slipping yeah. out. Yeah. Right? Or at some point, I'm stealing them because, hey, there were some. <laughs> it'll, it'll go nicely with that good Algonquin fire pit I stole, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Algonquin Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Furnishings by Algonquin Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we did a whole bunch of trail stuff, fed the birds, which was really nice. And I uh, came back for dinner, then headed to uh, the Van Opstels and sat with Helen and, and uh, um, Martin. Martin. I was just going to call him Peter. Uh, <laughs> Martin and chit chatted for, for a couple of hours there and had a beverage and just relaxed. And it's nice. Because there's all these people you talk to in passing and stuff like that, or you're around the fire and you have a five-minute conversation, or you see them walking by and you have five minutes. But there's a lot of people you don't actually sit and- And chat with. Just chat with, like, yeah. you know, one-on-one for a couple of hours, sort of. So mm-hmm. that, that was nice, because we really liked him. Um, Martin's an awesome photographer. Uh, you, you see a lot of his stuff. is really nice stuff. The uh, Pine Martins- Mm-hmm. At the garbages. The weasels. The pine martins. The weasels. Yeah, those two. So <laughs> I think couple- I saw some pictures posted by Martin of the weasels. Yeah. They're they're ninety five percent ninety nine percent of the pine martin shots you get in Algonquin Park <laughs> in are those Mew Lake pine martins. <laughs> so there's a couple guys there and they got the cameras, you know, the lenses that are longer than Oh the yeah, arm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, ten thousand dollar yeah, Canon yeah. lens. And I only make fun of it because I would love to have one. But <laughs> um, they're sitting there, and he goes, "Yeah, they're they're in because we were going to drop off some garbage right before mm-hmm. we went to the to the falls." He says, yeah, he's he's in there. Do you <laughs> want me to open it and find out? Hey, Max, I'm Ken. <laughs> okay, so I just walked up, opened it. Hey, buddy, throw my garbage in. <laughs> but he races up the side, and he sits under the lip. So oh. he's. He's as far away, like he's he's like four feet from me, yeah. peeking out underneath, and I'm like, "See him, guys! Look, he's right there!" And they're, "Oh, that's all!" So take a picture. <laughs> Not a good picture. It's a picture of a garbage care. can. No, but his face is under there. So if yeah. you crop it, yeah, you get a really cool close-up, detailed, yeah. face yes. shot. Yes, yes, yes. 
Oh, that's awesome. And they backed off. Take a picture. <laughs> Want me to grab him for you? It's <laughs> not going to bite your arm off. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, they got a way to get in there and they get out pretty easy. So, no, then we did that trip and, uh, yeah, I had a great day Sunday and then Monday. Now, they said there was going to be nothing overnight. It was supposed to clear up, supposed to be nice. Monday was supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, it rained in the middle of the night. Oh. We were thinking, oh, it's going to be a great dry no problems packing up. Everything's going to be <laughs> frozen, so we're not going to be muddy and yeah. all that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it rained all night. Well, not all night, but all yeah. And even a couple other people go, wasn't it supposed to be no rain? Said, yeah. <laughs> it rained. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I'm but aware. We just took our time. I mean, we we were up at eight and figured, oh, yeah, we'll just take our time and mm-hmm. be off the site noonish or so. And Yeah. You get all this stuff in the tent. Now, here's here's the trick. <laughs> Everything inside the tent, you get it all packed. Yeah. And ready to go. And then you start migrating it out to the truck. Because when people see you tearing down and the only thing you have left, like, is your tent and stuff, yeah. that's when they all show up and want to talk. <laughs> We probably talked for two hours, and all we had to do was take our tent down. Yeah, right. We could have been out of there by ten. <laughs> and as one group is is finishing talking to us, and are okay, we'll talk to you later. Safe drive. And another group comes around the other side. Hey, you guys are leaving. <laughs> no, what gave you that clue? No, so, no. everybody wants to say the. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to to sit and chat. And, yeah. Yeah. And Tracy was at the fire pit with the stove um, pipe, giving it a scrub on the inside. Oh, okay. Right? So you can spend the like 80 bucks and get an actual stove pipe cleaner. Yeah. We went to the dollar store, got a toilet brush and a broom handle for like five <laughs> bucks total. Yeah. And it works like a charm. <laughs> so she just holds the pipe over the fire pit and scrubs yeah. the inside and anything that build up or whatever yeah. comes out and spick and spam easy peasy <laughs> so of course what, what are you doing there why should you have to do that what's so she's showing you know the, there's a couple of people there that first timers sort of mm-hmm. so there was an education thing as well so that took time to explain yeah. why we you do this and you gotta get the spark arrester and that sort of stuff so uh but yeah then we uh took down the tent and packed it up <laughs> and out the door we went by 12 30 yeah nice easy drive home and because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing about leaving the day after everybody else because everybody else is sort of back at work sort of thing yeah and you're and you're you driving open roads. open roads all the way <laughs> it's a beautiful nice. thing so <laughs> all in all a great trip um despite the rain yeah but you know what it forced us to slow down and when we're at home we've said it before we never slow down. You, we, we're always going with something or other. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, I don't have time to just sit and do that. I I got things I got to get done. Mm-hmm. This sort of forces you. It force, yeah, it forces you to slow down. And it's great yeah. for that. Yeah. I love that part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, we had our regular pizza rolls that we had, we, yeah. Yeah. we had on the fire and stuff like that. And Tracy went to the dollar store. You know those tins that you get Chinese food delivered in? Yes. With the cardboardy top and yeah, and metal thingies, she made this shrimp bacon 
pasta car- carbonara thing. Okay. Put it in a big one of those. We mm-hmm. got from the, you get them from the dollar store yeah. for cheap and froze it. And then we put it underneath the, the stove to let it thaw for the day and then put it on, reheated it. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. Ready-made meal. Yep. And orange juice. I actually <laughs> bought, I brought a big thing of orange juice. Oh yeah. I love orange juice. Mm-hmm. Tracy bought the orange. Tracy was in charge of the orange juice and she didn't buy with pulp. She bought no oh, pulp. I like it with pulp. <sighs> She's fired from orange juice <laughs> duty. <laughs> She's lost her orange juice rights. <laughs> She's lost it. <laughs> no more orange juice rights for you. <laughs> it was a good trip, even with that, you know, it, we'd go again. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't count up because of the rain. Nope. Nope. Uh, let's move on to other things. Uh, Surf 9. I've never heard of them. Well, you heard of Body Glove. Yes. There is a recall involving the Body Glove Tandem Inflatable Stand-Up Paddleboard, the ULI Inventor Inflatable Paddleboard, ULI Zelshin uh, Inflatable Sup Yaks, and ULI Lila Inflatable Sup Yaks, a combined stand-up paddleboard and kayak hybrid. They're all being recalled due to drowning hazards. They are sold exclusively at Costco. The glue on the inflatable paddleboards are separating at the seams, and the paddleboards will deflate unexpectedly, posing a drowning hazard. you got to imagine if you're... Half a mile out from shore on your paddleboard. A lot of paddleboards. And paddleboarders don't wear life jackets, I've right, seen. Right. Surf 9 has received three reports of the body glove, body glove boards deflating. No injuries have been reported. Consumers should immediately stop using the recalled boards and return them to Costco for a full refund or contact Surf 9 for instructions on how to receive a refund. Costco is con- contacting all known purchasers directly. Huh. Recall date, December 29th. So, hey, here's... Here's a, your heads up. Here's a stand-up paddleboard for Christmas. Yeah. And don't use it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's nice that they're actually taking responsibility for it. About 13,300. In addition, about 7,000 of the body glove boards sold in Canada. Wow, that's a lot of recall. That's a lot of recall. Wow. Bad glue or something. Yeah. Huh. Somebody's uh, maybe losing a job over this one. Hard to say. I'll have to see what one was mine because I'm pretty sure I bought mine from Costco. Uh, I think these were sold in July, August. That's about this, one, year, this year. Yeah, that's when I got it. Ooh. Derek, just so you e- know. I don't even know the brand that I bought. Is it a body glove? I don't know. You might want to check. Call the wife now. We'll wait. <laughs> put her on. Put her on the phone. <laughs> we'll all listen in. <laughs> I'll check that out. I told you not to buy that. <laughs> it was cheap. It was only three hundred bucks. Like it yeah. was actually less than three hundred. Well, see, three hundred bucks. That's going to be awesome glue. They probably stapled it <laughs> with a stapler from the office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll hold it close for one hundred and fifty bucks. Use some pine tar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's the. Uh, Waukegan Harbor, Michigan. Okay. I guess it's in Chicago. 
a bald eagle was on a was floating on ice. It was uh, had to be rescued. Bird watchers were enjoying their morning at the harbor. Was it injured? Well, they didn't know. They just happened to notice this bald eagle on a thin piece of ice floating. They called a rescue organization, the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors, which handled several bird rescues over the last 20 years throughout the area. Annette Prince arrived and was told she it looked like the bald eagle was very weak and couldn't fly. The poor bird looked very dejected and it wouldn't have made it. It didn't show the ability to fly, she says. Prince was on a nearby dock as her colleague Jim Tibensky Tiben, yeah, climbed into a kayak. The group usually doesn't rescue birds by hand, but wasn't safe for the bald eagle to be rescued by Tabinsky in the middle of the water. And they didn't really know how they were going to do this. Uh, you've seen ones where people rescue an owl. They scoop yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoop it up, put it on the yeah. bow of the kayak. And- I got to think that's what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Would have. But... Um, he noticed that as he was paddling, his wake oh. was causing the ice and the eagle to drift towards the dock. Oh, there you go. So that's what he kept doing, was just using the wave yeah. to gently push it back to uh, the thing. And it was close enough, somebody scooped it up with a net and uh, took it uh, safely to the Willowbrook Wildlife Center, where it was thought to have ingested rat poison oh. via its prey. And is now making a recovery. I'm hearing about a lot of that lately. It this does. Year. Like, and I, I don't like using, I, I don't use poison. Like, if I, if you kill a mouse or whatever by poison, that mouse is going to get out mm-hmm. and it's going to be toxic to anything that eats it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's best to use a mechanical trap. We, we had a company come into our office, like our factory, and lay down traps. For mice. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them, but I'm sitting there one day and I noticed they're live traps. Yeah. The, the glue ones. Yeah. And this mouse is sitting there and it's suffering. I'm Help like, me. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah, I, you know what? Get ones that, if Snap. you're killing them, yeah. then if mm-hmm. it's not a live trap that you can catch it and release it, mm-hmm. then quick. Yeah. Like, don't make it suffer. That's just cruel. And uh, yeah, so the, the eagle's making recovery. Uh, once it's at full strength, the three-year-old bald eagle will get released back into the wild. How do you know how old it is? Do they, like, cut a leg off and count the rings? Like, I don't know. How do you know? They ask it, maybe. <laughs> Yo, old you? eagle. How, uh, ID, please. How old are you? We don't need no papers. I don't, I don't need no papers. <laughs> Show us your papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Jersey parade record. Joyzy. Joyzy. Organizers of a kayak and canoe parade in New Jersey received word from the Guinness World Records that they officially broke a record with 1,105 participants. They do records for everything nowadays, don't they? Everything. Uh, Sandra Rinderer, Rinderer, who organized a Paddle for the Bay event in the Toms River, said she had hoped for 500 participants and was stunned when 1,105 people from as far away as Ohio and California brought their kayaks and canoes to participate in the event. Save Barnegat Bay, the nonprofit that benefited from the event, says Guinness World Records informed the group this month 
that the August event was officially a new world record for largest parade of canoes and kayaks. Previous record was 329. Yeah, they're doing uh, records for everything now. So, who's the uh, who's the big record eating? He makes he makes record like wings and hot dogs. He makes Joey Chestnut. So, so it's not related to paddling, but it's just thinking of world records. It just popped into my mind, and and it's just one of those numbers that's kind of. Didn't he do the hot dog? He did. He did a again. massive amount of hot dogs. Yeah. So but how many just go right into his throat? Like how he doesn't many even pierogies can you eat in a sitting? Oh, I might be tons. A, I might be five they or gave six. Us was that twenty pierogies we had to eat? Because I have been in a pierogi eating contest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was like twenty. But yeah, oh yeah, I can, I can eat a ton of pierogies <laughs> in one thing. But they do it for times. Yes, right. So there was, uh, there was like four people in this in this uh, eating contest. This was like a month ago, mm-hmm. and uh, so <laughs> there. Of the four people eating pierogies, Joey Chestnut, he did win. Uh, the other people combined ate like 22 pierogies between the three of them. Really? He ate 47. I would have come in second. <laughs> <laughs> I would have given him a run for his money. <laughs> Yo, Chestnut, I'm coming for you. <laughs> It's just like, what? Yeah. How is that possible? That just sounds really gross. They got to have some good sauce for those because they only gave you a little bit. When I was in the, the, the contest, they only gave you a little bit of sour cream that you could dip. Oh, okay. And they're drier than dry because they've been sitting. Yeah. They get, there wasn't yeah. enough butter. They're there sticky. Wasn't, yeah. So you're trying to eat those and swallow those and not like choke to death. Everyone else combined was 33. I had the number. 33. I could still come in second place. <laughs> I still would have come in second place. I usually, if I'm going to be sitting down, we have, we usually have progies once every, I don't know, we, every two weeks or so, we have some progies and, uh, and I, I might have like three, maybe four. What? Well, I'm not there to have a, it's not a contest. It's just like I want just, I don't need a lot of stuff. Well, with negativity like that, <laughs> no, it's not a contest. <laughs> But there's other stuff on the plate. There's like broccoli and cauliflower and, you know. Which begs the question, why? <laughs> there should be like sausage and sauerkraut. And oh, there's there's yeah, there's sausage, sauerkraut, uh, uh, fried up. Why dilute it with vegetables? Onions and, and, <laughs> and mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Who's cooking this, you or the wife? Me. I need to have a it's talk about with Siobhan. It's not about quantity, it's quality. I need to talk to Siobhan. <laughs> Get you out of that kitchen because you're just ruining it. But yeah, it's Hope like... Go good with those pierogies. The kids will have Broccoli like... Broccoli and some cauliflower. The kids will have two, unless they're really good pierogies, then they'll have three or four. But yeah. Oh, so they're eating them more than you are. I usually have the same one. I I try not to consume too much. I'm fat enough as it is. <laughs> but there's certain things, Derek. And pierogies are one of those certain things. It doesn't matter how much you eat. 
You're supposed to, they're made to be eaten. Yes. They're oh, your free all, food. All food is made to be eaten. They're your freebie. It's a freebie, is it? It's a freebie. You can eat a hundred of them it's your and cheat, not gain a pound. Trust me. <laughs> it's your cheat day. Yeah. Pierogi day is cheat day, Derek. Now you know. Three or four. Anyways, anyways, Joey Chestnut eating 47 of them. Joey Chestnut would beat the crap out of you right now. (laughs) That's just insane. He's eating 40 of them. You're eating three. How do you not throw up when you eat that much? Well, obviously, he's trained. This is what he does for a living. He goes to contests. of them? He's not that big. Is that not the guy I'm thinking of? No, he's not that big. There's one guy I know that's a big dude. Yeah. He eats like the hot dogs and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, well, still, he would be <laughs> he would be ashamed of you. He would pass you right on by. <laughs> if you said, "Can I have your autograph?" He'd look at you and go, "No, <laughs> you don't eat enough enough pierogies on your cheat day." <laughs> You're looking up for it. You're looking for. A I'm picture? trying to find a picture of Joey Chestnut. I'll keep on looking. I'm going to move on because now I'm just angry. <laughs> We're having pierogies here next week. See, he's not even a big guy. He's quite slim. Oh, that's not the guy I'm thinking of, no. I'm thinking of somebody else. Hot dog guy. Uh, Explorer's Web. You see that top oh, 10 yeah. expedition to so 2022? who recently... West Hansen was talking about... He said, if you want to see what who what's up, what's going on in, in the world of uh, big competitions and stuff, you got to go to ExploreNet or Explorer's Web. Explorer's Web. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. so when he posted that, I went there, and it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff here. The majority of them were, like, climbing. Yes. Right? Yes, of course. And so, but it's 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 it covers off anything and everything when it mm-hmm. comes to major competitions, like, you know, Expeditions and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two of the top ten are actually paddling expeditions. Uh, you can you can find all ten of them. You can check them all out at explorersweb.com. Number eight was Madison Eklund, uh, who kayaked to Hudson's Bay this year. She initially wanted to kayak the length of the Red River from South Dakota to Manitoba, but when she started talking to people about it, they mentioned a much longer historic trip from Minneapolis to Hudson's Bay, there you go. which we've heard about. Yep. Recently, there was two women that had done it. Um, then she began reading everything she could find, and she found... Eric Severid's book, Canoeing with the Cree, uh, way back in 1930. And she began uh, getting her stuff together and began her expedition May 7th from Fort Snelling at the junction of Mississippi and Minnesota Rivers. From there, she paddled upstream through the Chain of Lakes to the Red River and then followed that across the Canadian border and continued northward along it. Uh, and actually tra- uh, traversed Lake Winnipeg, then picked her way along the Barrens and Hayes Rivers. And after four and a half months, she arrived at York Factory on Hudson Bay. I wish I had four and a half months to just... Can you imagine? I know, to. right? And that's but then the how do you thing. pick something then? Okay, you've got five months. Go on a massive paddling expedition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? I know. <laughs> Which? But see, some of these, they, they, it's... A lot of people, not a lot, a few people have made stuff like this their career. Mm-hmm. And so they're good at networking, good at uh, raising funds, good at finding sponsors and, and so on, right? So what you'd have to be to be successful mm-hmm. at doing any of these, right? Like uh, with the uh, North Passage that West Hansen's doing, it's um, 
so he's been he's been doing sponsorships and and he's good at talking and and whatever so he's he can draw in those some of those sponsorships and and promotional packages and stuff and get some money to for gear and yeah. you know north face and all that stuff but without that like average joe is is you're going to be out of pocket like fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. It's yeah. Average person cannot afford to do that kind of stuff. That's and you you have to make it. You're almost pretty much your. You have to have a job off season that is flexible like, enough. You got to be like a school teacher or something. School teacher or carpenter or yeah. like West Hanson is a carpenter. So yeah. that that's what he does, and so he does a lot of extra work in the off season or the winter, and then that's yeah. you know. Yeah. So but, my wife says I can't do anything like this because she prefers having like roof overhead, heat, a live food, husband, <laughs> food, clothes on the back, car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, there is a lot of sacrifice. You're like you're giving yeah. up a lot, uh, giving up a lot to follow a lifestyle like this, and it takes a very specific person. Yeah. Um. So Madison, uh, like I say, she got up to four and a half months up to Hudson's Bay. She reached York Factory. She became the fourth expedition and the first soloist to complete the route. Wow. Though she wouldn't tackle this route a second time, she admits that other ideas are playing in her head, and the journey may have awakened in her a new love for long-distance kayaking. Mm -hmm. So this route... I can't remember the name of it, but there was supposedly a. T- remember, we talked to them. It was a TV show that they're promoting about five oh, or six years uh, back. Something Brigade, Brigade yeah. yes. Hudson or Brigade to the North or something, something like that. Yeah. Northern Brigade, it, but you never heard of it. I no. think I think it just was so difficult that people. Just, I think they did it, but it just wasn't promoted enough, and nobody really cared. Yeah. And. So I remember it, nothing really. I remember you talking to the the woman who was doing the promotional materials and mm-hmm. and reaching out to different uh, platforms, and so we were going to cover some of it, but then it just it went Fizzles. away. Yeah, it, it wasn't promoted very well. I don't even mm-hmm. know if it happened. Yeah. Well, I did. It did happen, but I don't know. It never got on TV. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't see anything about it. So. Uh, the number three, because she was number eight out of yeah. ten. Number three was Cyril uh, Deramo, who yes. paddled from California, Hawaii. Set off from Monterey June 21st on September 20th. After 91 days at sea, he reached his craft, in, or beached his craft in Hilo, Hawaii. You can listen to our entire interview with Cyril uh, if you go and listen yeah. to episode 347. It's a fun interview. The yeah. guy is really good at what he does, and he's oh, yeah. a good talker. He can... And so it's it's really interesting to hear his story and and how it played out. Yeah. So out of the top ten expeditions twenty twenty two, according to Explorers Web, number eight was uh, kayak to the Hudson's Bay, and number three was uh, paddling from California, kaya- Hawaii. Uh, California to Hawaii. Woo! So I assume the rest of them were like mountaineering. And- a lot of mountaineering stuff. Yeah. yeah, a lot of mountaineering stuff. Um, a couple cross country skiing across northern Canada, sort mm-hmm. of thing as well. So, uh, we've got this time for repairs and new gear. You deal with Nemo. You get messages from Nemo. And yeah, you've got one. So Christmas is over. Boxing Day sales are over. Yep. So you would have got new gear or bought new gear, taking yeah, because you're replacing old gear. Yeah. If you did not get new gear uh, to replace what you have, now is a good time to get it replaced or repaired. 
And if you got new gear, maybe your old gear is still good enough condition to pass off. To donate and trade it. Right? So Nemo, if you go to the Nemo site, nemoequipment.com, they talk about various things. Nemo products are meant to last a lifetime. So why throw it in a landfill when you can patch it up and be on your way? Loving the gear that has been with you on many adventures, repairing gear is always your first choice. Our team of product repair gurus can work wonders to get you back on the trail. And we know you want to get back out there as soon as possible, and we will do our best to make that happen. They say, be aware, repairs usually take between two and three weeks to complete, not including shipping time to Nemo. To minimize impact on your planned activities, we recommend repairing your gear during the off-season, which is now. Mm -hmm. So if you got Nemo gear and... You know, it needs a, one of the clips or something is broken off and you need to repair it. Yeah. Send it and now is the time to do that. Yeah. And so in the email that Nemo sent out, they were saying, listen, this is our slow time of year. This is when we have more time than normal to repair your gear. So instead of losing your gear over the summer when you could be using it and trying to get it, it's all sent off to be repaired. Send it into them now and they'll get it fixed up and you'll have it back and before spring, right? Yeah. So now's the time. If you want, if you have any Nemo equipment that you want to send in for repair, then uh, send it off. I didn't see if they would repair other manufacturer stuff, but probably not. They probably yeah, just repair just their own. Their own. Uh, if you go to nemoequipment.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see uh, repair and you click on that, it'll take you to the repair page and give you info on what to do, how to do it, and send the yeah. stuff and all that sort of deal. So they'll refresh it for you. Yeah. The other thing is to trade it in. If you have some lightly lightly used gear that you don't uh, use anymore, uh, you can send it to Nemo for store credit. So they they do have a thing there if you you know used a tent one year and said, eh, I don't like this tent or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You can send it to them. Yeah. If you go actually on their um, uh, page for trade-ins they'll actually give you a list like there's a thing that'll say we'll give you 136 bucks for this tent mm-hmm. store credit it's all store credit yes. so yeah you're gonna end up buying more Nemo stuff anyway yeah. but yeah. um go to trove circular t-r-o-v-e circular all one word dot com and that's all the information about how to you can get it? You can get a quote first or an estimate first mm-hmm. on a trade in, or how to send it in, and they'll just yeah give you a uh, uh, send you a gift card or something for an email. Yeah, or, I think what whatever. I read was that if you if you donate gear, they give you a twenty dollar uh, store credit or yeah. whatever, and and yeah, uh, and yeah so if, you, if you're just donating, it, yeah. not wanting, yeah. You know the hundred and thirty six bucks. Here, or whatever, donate this right? to a needy cause. Yeah, they'll. You could get a twenty bucks gift card for mm-hmm. for Nemo. Uh, repairing a lot of repairs can be do it yourself repairs at home. You go if you're big into the DIY thing. Yep. If you go to NemoEquipment dot com, uh, scroll to the bottom of the page and click Care and Repair. You'll go to a new page that has a whole bunch of articles on how to care and repair your Nemo gear. Yeah. It's, it shows you so much money. stuff. It's all all how-to videos and just walks you through the process and how to fix whatever is wrong with your tent, your sleeping bag, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Save yourself some money as well, yeah. right? Doing yeah. it yourself sort of thing. If it's time to retire your gear, like you say, we can send, you can send your Nemo stuff there, but this pretty much goes for any gear you may have. 
um, instead of just tossing it out into the landfill, check with your local homeless shelters and stuff and see if it's donatable. Yeah. Um, you know, especially this time of year when people be happy with anything to help keep them sheltered and warm out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, people out there this time of year, they don't care if it's a summer sleeping bag. They don't care if it's a summer tent. They just want to be, have some shelter and something that at least help keep them a bit warmer. Exactly. Right. So think about that before just, you know, tossing it mm-hmm. because you got new stuff at Christmas and Boxing Day, that sort of stuff. Uh, last thing I've got here, we got emails. Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium is happening. Yes, I've been receiving receiving emails about this. March 25th is the 11th annual Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. It's being held at the First United Church, uh, 16 William Street West in Waterloo. This is a new location. They did the, the winter camping one there this year. Kevin Callan, Camper Christina, John Babalik, and Mike McIntosh of the Bear With Us Center for Bears Rehabilitation, Education, and Sanctuary will be uh, for the speakers. And it's 15 bucks for a ticket, and they sell fast. They are on sale right now. Yes. Uh, Eventbrite has them. Go to Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium website and all that. And there's links everywhere to, to go get them. But go get them now because... They will sell out fast, and there's no, none at the door ever. No, there. Ever! No, there's never been. Yeah. They always sell it. Yeah. So. And that is all I've got. That's a wrap. That is a wrapper. <laughs> a chocolate bar wrapper. <laughs> Nothing else? I do not have anything else. Zip? Zero? Nada? No. We saw a mosquito in our tent. I saw that. Somebody called it something else, but a whatever. Midge. Yeah, but what's what's a midge? The difference between apparently midges are little tiny things, right? So a mosquito has the long nose, the proboscis, mm-hmm. and the wings are longer than the body. The and they bite. A midge has shorter wings, no proboscis, don't bite. But this thing has wings that it, are longer wings, than yeah. the body. So that's why I'm thinking it's a mosquito. Yeah, I think so too. And I didn't I didn't actually look to see if he had a bitey bit. <laughs> I didn't get that close. I, <laughs> I didn't get that I close. I killed him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I saw a mosquito and one of those, you know, in the cellar, you go to your basement, and you see those long centipede looking things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there's okay. one in our tent. I don't know where he went. <laughs> he could be here now for all yeah, I know. He came I back with it. He, yeah, he hitched a ride. I see them in the house all the time and it's like, yep. there's no crack in this bathroom big enough for him to come out of. Where did he show up from? It always amazes the me. The sewer. The pipe. And, and they're, They'll come up your bathroom pipes. Will they? Yep. Because they're yep. massive. But they are beneficial. Same with the potato bugs or the pill bugs or whatever you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. Apparently, they're all beneficial. Hmm. They eat other bugs that are nasty. Oh, I guess that's good. Yeah. Just like possums. It's but good you don't to have want possums. them running across your face in the middle of the night. Or do you? <laughs> Depends what you're into. I mean. It'll eat the mites in your eyelashes. Yeah. See? Open your eye because there's something on your face and face to... <laughs> What's that? Eyeball to eyeball with Bob the spider mite <laughs> eater. Uh, yeah. All righty. All right. First podcast of the year. Yes. Woot, yes. Woot. It's yep. going to be a good year. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. We're, we're climbing out of uh, a bad period of two years and I think 2023 is going to be pretty great. That's right. Not financially. New year, old me. Still in a recession, but 
just means ah. you have to go on cheap camping vacations. Money's for chumps. <laughs> there you go. Who needs it anyway? <laughs> People relying on money when perfectly steal something out of your neighbor's yard. <laughs> Stop promoting that. But <laughs> Sean said, I can just go steal that guy's car. That's not or what the I'm fire saying. pit. Yeah, or or fire you, you mentioned pit. several things you're going to steal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know some people that have some land up north and are looking for a good porta potty. I happen to notice one at the campground this weekend. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Nothing else, eh? I got nothing. All righty. Well, if you want to find out more about us, uh, you can go to paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and listen to all our episodes there. And you can... Stream them there, or you can download them there. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, families, and fellow paddlers. And to all the people I met over the New Year's weekend, yeah. thanks for listening. To everybody else that's listening, thanks for listening. Keep <laughs> on listening. I'm just dragging out because you're waiting for the year I bit. <laughs> I'm waiting and I got to pee. <laughs> Hurry up. My beer's done. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate uh, you, all you listeners. All you listeners. Happy, uh, happy New Year's to everybody. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Special. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.